lizards. Two wizards. Yeah, and, and he is. He's uh, he he has this like like gorgeous. Um, actually, Doc. Uh, Doc knows who Stan Rogers is, um, and, and and like mm-hmm. loves him, and and we were like kind of texting each other back and forth. And Doc was like, "Oh wow, you know Stan Rogers?" And I say, "You know Stan Rogers?" Uh, anyway, the, the the whole point being that like Doc was like, "Yeah, his his a uh, boozy baritone is something like that," but no, like I'm checking him out. Uh, yeah, and specifically, um, so so this year has 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 been pretty hard for a lot of reasons, and yeah, like it's it, it has been a struggle at times to kind of like build build myself back up and try to make something happen or like be productive and all that um but then just yeah. just recently again coming from talking about the wreck of the edmund fitzgerald uh i was i was reacquainted i came back to the stan roger the stan rogers song uh called the mary ellen carter okay and it's and i you just have to listen to this like it, it's 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 such a great song and it's and it's um it's 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 fictive. I don't think it's based on an actual thing, but the whole kind of premise. Yeah. It, it's another kind of ballad. The premise is that yeah, here here is the ship, uh, the Mary Ellen Carter, that that sank, and the actual sailors on that were like trying to like save her, but the ship owners were, like whatever. We got our I- insurance check. Um, we're not worried about it anymore. Oh yeah. And so the re- refrain is uh, to make the Mary Ellen Carter rise again. And so the and so the song is about these like guys who like like scraping money together and like borrowing equipment and doing these like sixty foot underwater um, like scuba welding stuff to like try to try and get the ship back uh, operational again. And and so then like the sort of moral of the song is like yeah like whatever is like really getting you down and whatever obstacles are in your are in your way whatever you've lost just just remember this ship the mary ellen carter and rise again and like like even just like saying that now like i'm kind of getting goosebumps and i'm getting a little tear it's a little goosebumpy yeah my hackles kind of and 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 even like a little teary and you're it's just like goddamn right rise again (laughs) so so yeah i think i think now more than ever um i think we all need to think of the mary ellen carter and just and just yeah, like people who are laughing at you or like saying that it can't be done, like trying to get you down, um, yeah, just 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 do it and get horned up, get horned up for some mayhem. Get get horned up for mayhem. Well, I don't I don't want to. I think that we need to do a uh, loose robe episode. Which yeah. I we Halloween challenge has come and gone. We done which it. Which we we the were election doing work. has come and gone. Yeah. We done it. We're not talking about that, but yeah, we're, we're very we're here. We're two wizards. Mm-hmm. My name is Mark. This is the Two Wizards podcast, and I'm Josh, and I'm a wizard. And welcome everybody. Yeah, and, and Mark, I think you're exactly right. It's like welcome, we were. Yeah, welcome, welcome to our tower. Here we yeah, are. Yeah, the, the fires are crackling. Fires are crackling. The wind might be a blowing, but blowing. we are secure in our great tower of bone and flesh. Uh, the moon looks really pretty too, because we have 
It does. The moon is the moon is cool. Uh, And yeah, I think it is. I think it's absolutely fine for us to just kind of yeah kick our feet up, um, enjoy a nice sort of beverage here in our goblets. So, so Mark, why don't you start us off there? What do you have there with you? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, okay. I'm a guilty bitch, Josh. (laughs) That's okay. You know how I hate people that get into stuff too early. Mm And I guess uh, parlaying that into if you get into Christmas music right now, November 1st, fuck you. But I'm drinking a Breckenridge Brewing uh, Christmas Ale. Oh, perfect. Actually, oh, okay. No, this is... So it's it's good. It's fine. This is okay. Like, we must have some sort of, like, cosmic um, uh, resonance here because I also have, in my goblet, I also have something from Breckenridge Brewery. Um but I'm I'm actually kind of cycling back to the old and familiar and comfortable. I have with me yet again a nice, a very nice vanilla porter. Um, but Good. I, Good which which yeah, like I know I know we have to like get them uh, uh, sent all the way out here. But this one's I don't know. There's there's kind of something different about it. Like I don't know if it's a little flat or something or like a taste is kind of off. I, I don't know. Like but it, it, it's good. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But there's just something not not quite the same about the usual vanilla porter well i think i think the flavor that might be throwing you off Mm -hmm. and don't get mad but i poisoned your beer for the good of the land uh because josh uh i need to mess with your mind and i need to uh invoke a dark voodoo wizard god king sorry buddy uh you're gonna start tripping right about now oh man yep those are the psychotropics i there it is there yep. it is. See, do, do, do you smell the cinnamon? I'm smelling the cinnamon. I'm seeing around uh-huh. corners. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. I think I'm. I think I'm vibrating slightly. But uh, giddy up. Maybe. <laughs> giddy up. Giddy up. <laughs> So, Josh, you you there, buddy? I'm gonna. Yeah. You, you doing okay? Uh, Did, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm here. I'm pretty. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So, where you are, Josh, is you are in a shared memory. Oh, okay. Cool. And I'm gonna kind of help you through it, but I need you to remember it because I'm trying to remember a certain spell, and I can't remember it, but you can remember it. So, using my super magic to make you trip balls through time should make it work, right? Okay. Yeah. That's like what they do in Assassin's Creed. So, no, perfect. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. But just not so lame. Yeah. Not. Not. Because this is magic, not your stupid science. Right. True. 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 And so in. I'm going to count down from three to one, and Josh, you're going to fall asleep and wake up as soon as I say number one. Got, Got it? Got it. So in three, two, one, <sighs> you hear a sound. It's your phone going off, Josh. Mm-hmm. It's your alarm. You're in your wizard's tower, and oh, by golly, Josh, it's a 9.15 at night on Halloween night. You slept through your alarm, and you are about an hour away from the faculty's reading of the Necronomicon and Box Social. <laughs> The shower is running, and you're alone in bed, but there is a young, a young Tompkins cat just kind of snuggling up on you. Oh, sweet, sweet boy. Yeah. But you got to go to this party, Josh, so uh, go ahead and open up your wizard's trunk of costumes and tell me what costume you pull out. Okay, so I, I open up my, my closet here, and 
I see this costume that I'm actually kind of proud of because I've been working on it for a while. But this is this is a an astronaut uh, with like the the kind of oh, like the yeah? uh, like kind of plastic plastic jumpsuit and glass bowl helmet and moon boots and gloves and all that. So so yeah, I'm I'm actually really looking forward to putting on my astronaut costume. Awesome. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and okay. put it on. Yeah. Put, putting it on. All right. So you you suit up. You're zip. You're you're zipping the zippers. You're placing the helmet. Mm-hmm. Right. Ah, uh, but shit, Josh, you just remembered this is supposed to be a sexy Halloween costume party with all your faculty members. Oh, right. So you just got to retrofit your uh, astronaut garb to be a little sexier. Okay. Um, you're uh, you're going to lose your midriff. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose most, probably 90% of your pants. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the pockets are gone. Mm. But you can like slide your phone under your nutsack kind of thing. You know, you'll be okay. Yeah, I think I even made it a point to get the uh, NASA standard issue banana hammock. So, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 should be good. <laughs> Standard issue banana hammock. <laughs> All right. So you go ahead and uh, mix you up a quick to go cup of whatever you got, mm-hmm. right? You, you pull up your phone on, um, you pull up Google cab, okay. the exclusive car share service for Halloween right. night. That is not at all to, like Uber and or Lyft. And, uh, you got a car that's 30 minutes away for two bucks. Or eight minutes away for twenty five bucks. What you gonna do, Josh? Well, um, I mean, we grad students are usually pretty hard up for cash, uh, so I think. Oh man, but I'm already kind of late because I slept through my alarm. You, or, or, or you can also just hump it, man. Like you're, you, you got about an hour, so like okay. it started, but it's not quite popping yet. So okay, um, you, you know, I think I, I think I might just take the uh, two dollar. Lift or ride, sorry. Um, okay. So yeah. yeah, no, that's yeah. that's that's fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you go ahead and confirm that, and there's a uh, ring at your doorbell. Mm-hmm. Remember, it is Halloween. It's a little late, but there might be a trick or treater. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you want to do, buddy? Uh, I think I might want to look through the look through like the peephole spyglass thing just to just to double check, because it is Halloween, and 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 there might be some less than stable people out. So I don't want to open up my door just to anybody. I may want to check first. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And it's probably smart that you did because there's no one out there. Wait, what? But you do hear this weird, like, kind of like, you're not sure what it is. Mm-hmm. You, you open the door and there's no one yeah. there, but you do hear a You don't know what the hell that was. Maybe a car backfired. Who could say? But, oh, look, speaking of cars, here's yours. Oh, nice. That that seemed to be yeah. yeah like a lot faster. That that's great. Okay, so the, the the car is pulled up and you and you see the name Gilman. Mm. Uh, he's your driver, and you open the door, and this dude is Josh. This dude is busted. Oh wow! Like he's got like, and I'm not trying to be rude here, but man, like you know how like just some people they fell down the ugly tree and hit every stick along the way. Mm-hmm. That's this cat, Josh. Okay. Like, he's kind of fat, probably pushing 300 pounds. There's this weird kind of, like, sticky smell coming out of the cab. Mm. He doesn't have a neck so much as he has a pillar of flesh that rests atop his rolled shoulders. Mm. More of a, more of a blob, blobman, if you will. Okay. okay. But uh, you want to you wanna get in with Gilman? Uh, or do you want to try your... You want to try your chances on foot? I... Uh, I mean, I don't want to be more late than I already am. And he's already here, and I already paid for it. So, yeah, I might as well just go with him. Yeah, no, that's yeah. cool. 
Yeah, dude. So yeah, no, so it's it's all right. Gilman's just there and he kinda he's real quiet, but he's got some weird classical jazz okay. playing on the radio. Okay. And um hey, Josh, you uh you get out of, you you pull up to a house. It's, it's gotta be the faculty uh party of the reading of the Necronomicon and Box Social, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We sure hope it is, nothing else. And uh you go ahead and get out of old Gilman's cab and you take a complimentary water because if you're thinking ahead. You need to yeah, hydrate. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He burbles a thank you and he drives away. That's such a great word, burble. So here you are. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So anyway. <laughs> so yes. Now yeah 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 burble a guy named Gilman. <laughs> hmm. What could I be referencing? <laughs> Who knows? Not me. Nope. <laughs> so you arrive at this house party and you see this dude doing a keg stand outside, yes. and then you realize up above the door you see P O K. And you realize you stumbled onto the Rho Omicron uh, Kappa party. Mm. It's the geology nerds. And I wrote that joke for you because I knew you'd get it. Because it spells rock. That's (laughs) awesome. That's that's amazing. I love it. But so here you are at the rock house, and holy shit! If these geology nerds can't drink, Josh. Yeah, I I guess you have heard you have heard tell of their exploits across campus, like. I don't know, dude. What's the worst story you heard about him? Or not the worst, but the the the, the greatest. Like, what is your ode to man of the of the rock nerds? Because holy shit, I heard they can party, but yeah, I I heard this one story where um they they were having the hardest time uh trying to tap a keg, so they so mm-hmm. they actually just got some of their rock hammers and just sort of like chiseled away at it and like. <laughs> And and just let it like spray out over a whole crowd, and and everybody was like holding up their cups or just like opening their mouths and drinking drinking this beer out of, out of the keg. So yeah, like these guys, they they do not mess around. <laughs> Fucking a, bud. No, yeah, they. That's what I heard. Yeah. They don't mess around no. at all. And Josh, they don't. You're there. You're partying. You're having fun. Yeah. People are laughing with you, and they're all down with your ancient Greek thing because a bunch of them are kind of like you know, ancient civilization nerds. Mm-hmm. Like there's a dude who's chatting you up about finding Troy and you're yeah. just like, okay, that's cool. But, um, remember Josh, you're a young single wizard here and there's a sexy ass mermaid Ooh. and she is scoping you out from the weird punch bowl. Yeah. 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 I can, Ooh. I can dig this. I'm, I'm picking up what she's, she's kind of giving you like, yeah. And she's being really weird about it. She's like, so she's kind of like giving you like the weird like fish fisherman's like she's casting the line oh, at you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That whole dance. Yeah, she, she, Josh. She, oh, oh, she hooked mm-hmm. you, Josh. Oh, she's mm-hmm. reeling you in, buddy. I oh. don't want to say there's anything as a sure thing, but I bet this is. Oh, you can't get away, no. dude. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, it's really loud though in this party. So she hands you a drink and kind of like makes the movement to dance. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Do you want to dance with her? I uh, yeah, like I'm feeling pretty good, and 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 she yeah, yeah, she yeah, yeah. she she already sent out the invitation, as it were. So so yeah, let's let's uh, get down a bit. Yeah, right on. So you guys are dancing, you're bumping, you're a grinding, but and then maybe Josh, you're getting a little too horned up for this mayhem, because you feel this weird sensation in your down below. But don't worry, buddy, yeah. you got a text message. Oh okay. <laughs> it's just buzzing. Oh you. okay okay good. So Ooh. yeah. Yeah, no worries, buddy. So it's a text from um your fellow under or from your fellow grad student Lemon Drops, and the text says, "Hey, where are you? Carter and Blavatsky are going shot for shot." 
and you realize, Josh, you can't miss this party. Mm. Even though Mermaid Girl might be a sure thing, right. you need to go to this yeah, party. Yeah, I, I had plans all, already. It would be rude of me to, to ditch him. So, yeah, I just I, I do have to show up. And, and she's cool with it. She's like, ah, she, she burbles too, but you, she might be drunk too. Yeah. You're not really well, sure. and I still have my astronaut but, helmet on and it, you know, it's kind of hard to hear too. So. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Your sexy ass astronaut helmet. So yeah, you, you, you got a bus buddy. So you, you give knuckles to the rock yeah. bros and you start to head out, but you realize you don't know where you are. You pull out your phone and, well, God damn it, Josh, if you're not only a block away from where you're supposed to be. Oh, wow. So, yeah. The cab just, just, just got, got like one or two houses mixed up or something. It'll happen, yeah. man. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy seemed like he was hammered anyway. Mm-hmm. So you you leave the rock party and as you go, like, you head down the street and the sudden gust of wind comes and ruffles up your astronaut undergarments because, you know, you got shorty yeah. shorts on. And on the wind again, you hear the... Weird. Yeah. Without you knowing it, Josh, you've entered Act Two of this little horror show. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. That's the intermission. Yeah, I'll put it in. <laughs> Chapter Two or Act Two: The Incident, the Gallery. You arrive mm. at your destination, Josh, in a weird sort of warehousey industrial section of the city you don't really know why you're here especially if you're a block away in the residential but you've had a lot to drink and it doesn't really matter yeah. right you're in for a good time and this has got to yeah. be it across the street you see a sign that says reception or you see a marquee sign that says reception it's got to be the party i think hmm. you step inside and find the lobby of a large theater building it's sort of like an old-timey movie theater but they also might do plays hard to tell Okay. There's about yeah. 20 people in here, and they're all sort of dressed up. So you kind of walk around. You kind of mingle. There's a dude, and he's got a tray of Bud Light limes on, I don't know, maybe you want to grab one. You might need to hydrate. I don't know. Yeah. And as you're kind of talking, all of a sudden you hear this weird, like, it sounds like, um, what do you call that? Public domain Phantom of the Opera. And then there's a weird flash, but it's not a really good flash. And then you look up to the balcony where it's 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 kind of like a guy has like a million power candle flashlight. They couldn't afford a spotlight, but he's got a really bright light of this dude. And what mm. it reveals, Josh, is right. something like a horror. It's a kind of fat Phantom of the Opera dress guy. He extends his arms and he says to you, Welcome, friends. To this evening's festivities, I am Fantome, <laughs> your ghost of a host, <laughs> and this is my th- senior thesis project. And somewhere from inside of the theater, but actually outside of the theater, because it might be natural, you can't tell where it comes from, you hear an unaccompanied organ sound and thunder. This might just be God telling you to run. Who can say at this point? So Josh, before you, you have three choices, man. You see an entrance and it's blocked by a pretty, pretty gruff looking lady. She doesn't want any of your business and you're not going to get out of this theater, man. Mm. You see a men's room door and you also see an exit door. Which one do you pick, Josh? Or, or, or wait, not, not the exit door. You see the door to the theater entrance that Fantome is trying to push you in. Which way are you going, buddy? Oh, man. I've, I've 
I've been enough to these sort of like performance art immersive theater things that I I really don't want anything to do with it. So I'll I think I'm gonna try to hide out in the men's room um, and just yeah. like maybe like give it give it a little minute to to have everybody go away and then I could probably try to sneak out. Yeah, yeah. So um, you open the door and come to find out it's just a single cedar privy. And holy shit, dude, there is an unknowable Lovecrafting horror sitting in that toilet. There is no way in hell that you are going to get out of this whole thing alive. Oh, man. So you duck out, and now you can either go in through the movie theater or you can take the fire exit. What do you want to do, buddy? Uh, I I think, I, I think I'm going to try the fire exit because I just don't, I right. don't even. So it's a, fa- it's a fake door. Oh, damn it. Okay. Fantome was a clever fiend, and he knew that, you know, most people are going to try and bail on this project. Mm. And it leads you to a single, it leads you to a room with a single light hanging over it. And in the middle of the room is a pedestal, and on that pedestal is a music box. You walk over the music box, you're kind of curious, because this isn't bad performance art. This isn't contrived ideas. This is something different. And you open the box, and it plays you an unfamiliar tune. And suddenly, you get dizzy, and you fall over. It might be the poo fumes, it might be all you've had to drink tonight, but you black out, Josh. Mm. Like any good Lovecraftian character, you black the fuck out. (laughs) You awaken in the middle of a forest, Josh. You check your phone, and somehow you've only been gone for about 20 minutes. But you're in the middle of the forest. There's a text from Lemon Drop saying, Hey, where are you? And she's super hammered. Mm. And Josh, you've had a thing for Lemon Drops, and if you had a doorway, tonight is the night in your sexy astronaut costume. If you're going to seal the deal, this is going to be it, bud. you got to mm. go to it. And then you get another call. Well, it's not a call, but now. it's a, a text message. Yeah, It's from your advisor, Josh. Mm. And he says, um, Josh, I believe we need to discuss your thesis. Or were you planning on attending this night's festivities? Dr. Wormer finds your ideas thrilling. So you gotta go, dude. Like, at this point, you're already half, you're already abandoned the forest, but it's gonna be okay. And now Dr. Wormer's into it, and whatever your advisor's yeah. name is that I didn't give a name to. But it's okay at this point. Immaterial. So you start to set off. You take a deep pull from your to-go flask, which is still magically uh, about three-quarters full. And you start to smell a smell of sulfur, Josh. In a forest. Mm. And you smell this weird, stinky forest smell. But Uh then it's a weird, stanky, sulfury forest smell. And I know what you're thinking. It's a Bigfoot coming to get you. But then you hear a Mm. hiss. A real Mm -hmm. deep bass. Oh, holy shit, Josh. It's a giant snake. This thing's got to be nigh on 35 feet long, and it reeks of sulfur, and it's fast. And it rips its coils around you, Josh, and you only have a split second to react. What are you going to do? Are you going to fight it, or are you just going to let it do its thing? I I got to fight it. You got to fight struggle. it. You got your fucking to-go cup, and in your hand that isn't restricted by the coils, you take your to-go cup, and you dump it in the snake's eye. And that fucking yeah. snake dies, Josh. Whatever you were drinking Ooh. was some potent something or other, but that snake is done, dude. Jeez. It yeah. roils before you. It is 30 feet. It is a thousand pounds of whipping, angry, hateful, but you killed it. And as you emerge out of its coils, gross and covered in snake stank, you look across an open field that is somehow now there. Cause you know, whatever. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. there's a farmhouse. And you're going to go to that farmhouse there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to march march my march my pretty ass on down over there. Yeah, because at this point, you don't know where the hell you are, but... Right. Yeah. got to figure out, yeah. Yeah, so and as you, as you get up to start leaving, it might be the death rattle of the snake. It might be the wind in the trees. It might be the crazy amount of alcohol and other substances you've ingested tonight. You can't really tell. But again, you hear on the wind... So, you approach this farmhouse, and there's quite a few people around there. Um, all the wind, all the bottom level is boarded up, and all the windows are boarded up. But in the middle of it, where there should be a great big window, is a ramp leading up to the second floor. And uh, holy shit, Josh, you have somehow stumbled upon it. This is the faculty reading of the Necronomicon oh, wow. and the Box Social. You start to see people you know. There's there's Professor Aldridge. There's there's your buddy from study group, Top Knot, who you never really talked to, but he's got a man bun, and you know he's bald, but it's all right. And everyone's kind of drinking and laughing. There's a weird like red glow around them, and you just got to figure they put all they pulled out all the stops tonight for this, you know. So um, as you walk up to the structure, you kind of hear this weird music, but. The faculty's weird, and you realize they're just playing Gregorian chants because they think that's what Halloween might be. <laughs> and uh, there's some people walking around you, and they kind of give you some knuckles. And like, oh, Josh, you're here. Finally, man. And oh, shit. Here's your advisor, Josh. Hmm? And the guy's hammered. Uh-oh. He doesn't walk to you so much as sort of like slump slides on one leg like a zombie who's got polio. <laughs> And he smashes into you. He, he straight up hits you. And he, oh, Josh. Oh, you're here. Oh, God, it's so good to see you, he says. <laughs> we need a drink. You want to get a drink with this guy? I, I... You got it. It doesn't matter. You don't have a choice. You're getting a drink with yeah, him. Right? As, yeah. As yeah. much as I feel the temptation to kind of cut him off. But no, like, he's my advisor. I got to have a drink with him. He's your advisor. He's he's glad to see you. He's glad to see you for a change. Yeah, like, yeah. your ideas aren't too weird for him right now, you know? <laughs> so he slump slides with you, and he he's kind of bubbling and kind of belching. And, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I'm a respectable man, right? <laughs> I'm a respectable man. And so you guys get to the wet bar mm-hmm. and the bartender says, hey, man, what do you want to drink? So what what do you have? And it's a what do you what do you call that? So it's an open bar, buddy. So, you know, it, it, it's it's Halloween night. You're young. You're horned up for mayhem, mayhem. And you got an open bar that, you know, has got to have top shelf booze because it's a faculty event. Yeah. Well, in that case, if I know that I'm going to going to begin if I know I'm going to be getting the good stuff, uh, I think I'm going mm-hmm. to have to go for an old-fashioned. An old-fashioned? Ooh. Hell yeah. Sorry, I opened a beer and started overflowing. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, so an old-fashioned. So yeah, the bartender mixes you up an old-fashioned. And right before he hands it to you, um, something kind of like, it doesn't quite smash into you, but it kind of crashes into you at about a light 120 pounds. And ah, oh, shit, it's lemon drops. She saw you. Lemon drops. There she is, Josh. There she is, your prize. The thing that you sort of like was a secondary quest item this whole time because you didn't know she was going to show up, but she wanted you to be there. Oh my God, Josh, how's it going? I'm so glad you're here. Let's take a shot. You want to take a shot with lemon drops, Josh? Yeah, of course. 
hell yeah, you take a shot. And then you feel a tap on your shoulder, and there's your advisor, and he offers you a shot. You want to take a shot, Josh? I, I mean, yeah, might as well. Hell yeah. So then you turn around again, and you get your old-fashioned, and Lemon Drops is there, and she's hammered, and she offers you one more shot. You want to do it? Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm, and you black the fuck out. Mm. You awaken on a stone slab. There are people all around you, not necessarily looking at you, but some of them are. They don't necessarily seem to care that you're here, but they're kind of irritated that you're on the slab. And if they're not irritated, they're definitely hostile. Mm. Maybe not to you, but to something. Mm. You're paralyzed, Josh. Uh And you're bound. Uh Uh-oh. Can't move your legs, can't move your arms. Might have been something the shot that Lemon Drops gave you. We don't know. And then you look, and as you kind of start to come into semblance of consciousness all these people in black robes turn and you hear a voice cry out welcome to the faculty reading of the necronomicon and box social holy shit it's dean wormer here he is he's wearing a black robe with a red inverted pentagram on it and in the middle of the pentagram is something that looks like a tree branch but you can't quite tell mm. now he says we begin Bring forth the sacrifice. And ah, fuck, Josh, what's the sacrifice? It's you. You're on the slab. This is it, dude. You got fucking duped, son. Lemon Drops tricked you. This was all a setup from the beginning. Your advisor didn't want to talk about your thesis. Wormer didn't care. They just had to kill you. Mm. To do whatever weird thing they're doing, and you kind of start to panic a little bit, and you start to feel like weird sensation in your limbs. And you realize you can move again, Josh, and you realize you're not quite tied down. And as you realize that you're not tied down, you hear Dean Wormer go, um, excuse me, would the sexy astronaut please get off the damn altar? That's you. You're being an asshole. You just got hammered at the faculty party and blacked out. Oh, oh, whew. That was... (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, a a couple people in the robes help you up and it's whatever. But then you hear the drum beats. And then you see lemon drops being brought forward in a billowy gossamer robe. Mm. And the chanting begins. Begins. And suddenly something inside of you starts to trip and you feel it in the deep of your bones and you start chanting with it. And Lemon Drops is laid upon a slab and Dean Warmer is before her holding a black holding a black dagger in his hands. It looks not unlike the lightning bolt atop Harry Potter's head and he plunges it down into Lemon Drops' chest and you hear a cry that sounds not unlike your cell phone alarm. You wake up and your phone is going off. Oh, shit, Josh, you're almost late for the faculty reading of the Necronomicon and Box Social. You come to your senses, and you uh, realize there's a knocking at your door. You need to answer the door, Josh. Yeah, I gotta go go see what it is. Yeah. You open it up, and there's a little guy there in a kimono. He's got a little hat on, and he's holding you a plate of tofu. And he's saying to you, Toriko Trito? And then you realize... It was just a dream. Just a dream. Of Tofu Boy. (laughs) Tofu Boy, sweet, sweet Tofu Boy.
Oh, Josh, welcome back from your weird coma. Oh, yeah, that how was... You, how you feeling, buddy? Or, dude, Josh, are you okay? You, you kind of... You got a little weird there, buddy. You, you were talking about Tofu Boy and... Who the hell is Lemon Drops, dude? You're married. What are you, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Like, the last thing I do kind of remember was... Um, yeah, having this vanilla porter and, like, something about cinnamon. And then... Uh, and then, yeah, I guess uh, here I am now. Yeah, you, you, you good? You wanna, you you wanna keep going? We can loose rub it for a little bit longer, like Ooh, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm actually feeling surprisingly nice, nice and loose now. So yeah, let's just let's just uh, let the loosening of the robes uh, continue. Yeah, let the loosening of the robes commence. Uh, how was your Halloween, buddy? What'd you do? What were you? I so, uh, it's it's so funny because you know the best laid plans of mice and men. As they say, um, like 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 so many other things about 2020 had a had a, a lot of hopes, a lot of dreams, a lot of plans that didn't didn't quite come all the way through. Um, and actually, funnily enough, um, the the plan was for uh, me and the Mrs. Wizard to go as Merlin and Madame Mim from the Sword in the Stone. Um, oh yeah, and we were like super jazzed about that because. You know, like as as a couple, and especially a married couple, like like you do the kind of theme costumes, uh, whatever. And 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 we've done that that stuff in the past before. Um, last year we were uh, Edgar Allan Poe and and the Raven. That one was pretty fun. Um, oh yeah, that's the, fun. Yeah. The year before that we were Kim Possible and Ron Stoppable. You, <laughs> you can probably guess if it was me or the Mrs. Wizard who chose that one. <laughs> Um, but anyway, we were super excited to be Merlin and Madame Mim for, for Halloween. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, we found ourselves in COVID world and said like, well, do we, do we even bother? Like if we're not going to go out, if we're not going to be able to see anybody. Uh, but that being said, we still had a nice, um, we, we, we still had, had a nice evening Halloween. Um, it also got super cold and windy and rainy. Um, so we didn't feel bad about not handing out candy, so we just watched scary movies and ate our bag of candy, <laughs> which was oh, great, nice, which nice, was really nice. nice. So, so, yeah. What about you, Mark? Nice. Um, so I had to work, mm. um, but um, for my costume, I dressed up as – so how do you start this? You, do you remember Monty Python? Oh, Josh yeah. At all? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the Lumberjack sketch? I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night. I work all night and I work all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's what I was. I was. uh, I guess you'd call it (laughs) verse three of the song "Lumberjack." So, I bought a pair of fishnet tights, cut a pair of jeans to be about, I'd say, almost unnecessarily short. Uh, (laughs) Strapped some suspenders to those bad boys, and then. Uh, Daisy Duke styled uh, flannel around my way, around my like upper chestal region. That Threw is, on some eyeliner and bought a uh, a really neat fluffy plaid hat. And dude, <laughs> I fucked with some people, like specifically. Um, y'all know I work in a grocery store. I was uh, messing mm. with potatoes, and there was a guy in Delhi getting some meat. This is about six thirty in the morning. I and. Uh, he turns around and sees uh, my pert, tender ass, and fishnets. Oh, and also I was wearing my uh, Timberland boots. Okay, so oh, perfect, so yeah. like I was the model of beauty, <laughs> and uh, 
And uh, he turns around and sees, and I. So this was relayed to me by a coworker that this dude was checking out my ass. And then I turned around and he realized that I was in fact a gentleman. And uh, Josh, I think I got a sixty-year-old dude horned up for mayhem that he wasn't ready to horn up for. There, there was a minute when, because um, mind you, I got really good legs. I might post a picture of my legs in fishnet just for the like sake of it. No, you should. Yeah, just for like context. Just to, like, I'm not being a dick. Like, yeah. I had men, I had well, women, like I even had a kid evidence, tell me yeah. nice costume, but like they, uh, the the one thing I heard resoundingly was, oh wow, nice legs. I really think that <laughs> I skirted like getting in trouble just because I had really fucking nice legs. Because this thing was definitely <laughs> fucking inappropriate. But there was a dude that walked in with this girl, and I saw him, and mm-hmm. I saw him walk in, and I kind of saw him check me out, and then I saw him see me turn profile, but then I saw him see his girl see him see me, and then I saw her get mad at him, then he realized I was a dude, and I don't know if she even came to that conclusion, but it got real weird real fast. <laughs> oh no. It was so weird. I was horning oh people God. up for horniness across the board, like b- down both sides of the lane, which was not the effect that I had intended, but God damn it, if it, right. if it wasn't the fucking cherry in my cap, or cherry in my cap. <laughs> the fucking feather in my cap, the cherry in my Sunday for Halloween. Like, it was a fun day. The only downside That's was so when I had great. to order in the fucking cooler. The cooler runs about 34 degrees. Mm, and, yeah, yeah that would be... it, it was real weird. My upper half was uh, real warm in the flannel and the uh, Russian-style hat. And my lower half was fucking freezing in fishnets and jeans. <laughs> but it all in all See, was a good day. Like, and I... It's funny. I didn't. We didn't take any pictures of it, and everyone was talking about how oh, we should have done a group picture. But I like it better this way because now I've become a weird urban legend of like, yo, yeah. do you remember you the time that that dude in produce dressed up mm-hmm. like a weird lumberjack in fishnets? Oh yeah, Mark. He was crazier than a fucking road lizard. Yeah, like. <laughs> no, I I am. Oh man, there's a couple things that, that I want to talk about with that. Like number one absolutely correct that like you you just birthed uh an urban legend yeah and yeah like especially in this world where like everyone's like uh taking selfies and putting stuff up on social media yeah the fact that you weren't in like a bunch of pictures that could be recorded and like have some hit have some historical evidence for it just i think even like further establishes that well and you yeah, know like if you, you want to pull you, this uh, the camera feeds legend. i'm on the camera feed you know like yeah true well but also kind of like blurry and like maybe you can't quite fully see yeah like i'm kind of getting the whole um yeah like bigfoot video footage <laughs> kind of. i am a straight up cryptid of alamosa <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah which actually funnily enough uh i i think i this this might still be kind of being passed around um, to this day, maybe. But did you did you know, Mark, that that I'm a bit of an urban legend there in Alamosa too? Oh, are you, buddy? Because when I was five years old and uh, headed off to kindergarten uh, in the uh, bitterly cold uh, minus twenty degrees Alamosa winter. I stuck my tongue to a stop sign and got it stuck. <laughs> oh, shit, did because, you really? Yeah, because, and and I was five, I had not seen a, a Christmas story, um, but I did know that I really liked eating snow. Uh-huh. Like, eating snow was awesome. It's great. Yeah. 
And so like at the bus stop waiting for the bus and there's the stop sign there for one of the intersections. And I saw and I, I thought to myself, oh, neat. Look, there's like a little bit of like frost, a little bit of snow that is, wouldn't you know, like conveniently <laughs> right at like face height. Oh, so no. I don't even I don't even need to like take my hands out of my pocket to like pick it up. So, yeah, I just I, I just dove in <laughs> and got my got my tongue stuck <laughs> and and uh i started freaking out naturally and then my older brother who was going into what would that be like second grade like he was freaking out <laughs> and then the bus showed up and then all and then all the other kids are like well what do we do do we just do we do we go on the bus um and fortunately the bus stop was like fairly close to my house but but our parents were off at work so they didn't know um but we had some like kind of family friends who were in the area and uh someone and 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 and, and so my my brother got on the bus and got to school and uh some of our friendly or some of our family friends who like saw the situation that was happening uh they they just got some warm water and then poured it on 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 the uh stop sign to, to help me uh get free and I got back to school, and, and and so then like from from that day, there was like rumors about like, hey, did you hear of, about the kid who stuck his tongue to a stop sign, kind of like in a Christmas story? And then once that story would come back to me, I'd say like, yeah, that was me. I was that kid. <laughs> so who knows? Like maybe that's still getting circulated or or not. But but if not, that that. That's okay. That's okay. Like I had a nice little heyday there of like being known as the kid who stuck his tongue to a stop sign. It's pretty cool. In uh, winter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've always said I wanted to get famous for the dude that like changes the law. You know, like there's those weird laws yeah. like you can't have a camel in Utah. Right. I want to be the dude that got arrested because I want to be that dude. I want to be the dude that did X and had while doing Y and had Z happen, and that's why we can mm -hmm. no longer do Z. Like. Or yeah, I guess yeah. you can no longer do X, whatever. But yeah, like, I always wanted to be That's that guy awesome. that ruined it for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had, I and who knows, like, maybe this is a bit of, like, selection bias. But, ah, um, do it. But yeah, like, but it does kind of seem that there in Alamosa, that, that does tend to happen fairly often. Um, like, one of my high school classmates, Mark, you may remember, like, the, the uh, standardized testing that we had to take in uh, grade school, the uh, CSAP. Yes. Ooh, um, yes. Uh, yeah. Hashtag trigger I know that, warning, that probably, 2000s kids. Yeah, that probably like triggered a whole bunch of people. Um, but but no, one of my high school classmates in, in, in high school, um, he and, uh, he and a, a classmate of ours who was one grade younger than us, um, during CSAP testing... Like over the weekend, they they broke into the school. Oh wow! And then like, and like hid all of the tests up in like the ceiling tiles. Oh my god! Seriously. Um, yeah, and so like, as you can imagine, like got in deep shit <laughs> about like fucking with this standardized test. <laughs> okay, wait. How old were they? This was this would have been um. This would have been oh man maybe like two thousand four two thousand three. So like yeah like high school right yeah 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 high school oh, and, and so like i don't know if there were any specific 
updates to like test security protocols coming out of that incident. But yeah, like it was, it was like a, there's like a, oh, uh, today uh, a small school in Southern Colorado got in trouble with CSAT. Like it was, it was like a fairly, fairly big thing. That's, that is awesome. Which yeah, like I think, I think the one, I think the one, who was it? I think one of them just got suspended because he was just kind of there but then the other got i think even like expelled because like he was the quote-unquote mastermind um and i forget which one was which but yeah man it was crazy <laughs> holy shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome which which yeah like in hindsight now it's like okay this is that's super ballsy and super awesome but at the time it was like god damn it like if this messes up my like ability to get a diploma and graduate and go on to college like i'm gonna be so pissed oh god could you imagine <laughs> the whole just like school lose accreditation I, or something stupid yeah no we were well and i, I guess mean, we like yeah 2002 the... 2003 like that was no child left behind like it was really going then mm-hmm. right like yeah it, yeah it was like it would just it had like just started to kick up so with really old, fucking uh, with csap test was like a cardinal sin yeah it was it was a like i said it was a it was a pretty big fucking deal fuck yeah, it's crazy. And and then now they have their whole like they it's not CSAP anymore. There's the whole like I I know that this is probably a, a pretty unpopular opinion. Um I I'm actually not necessarily all that opposed to standardized testing. I just think that number one, as it has been kind of rolled out, is really shitty. <laughs> yeah. But like but like the idea, the kind of concept of like, generally speaking, if a if a if a person graduates from high school in the United States, they should have like this kind of baseline of aptitude in like these defined subjects or, or, or topics or things like that. Like 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 that part, I'm not I'm not fully against because. And and you can you can uh, you can attest to this when when you were student teaching with me yeah and trying to uh, read some documents from World War II about making this this oh my god remember decision. when they didn't realize that the, oh yeah my god yeah yeah our students were reading these uh, documents about um, the like process of making this like horrific choice to drop the atomic bombs on Japan and one of our students raised his hand and said ah. Uh, Mr. Jones, why were we bombing Japan in World War II? Because yeah. they didn't know. They didn't know. But I guess also like Devil's Advocate, that was 2015. That was what seventy years later. Why would they know? If I was born, yeah, okay, so like, figure I was born fair, in 19, yeah. okay, so figure I was born in 1988, right? Mm-hmm. I in high school, I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily know what happened in 1918. I knew something about a Great Depression. I knew that my mm-hmm. great grandmother was alive. That was about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know jack shit about it. Like, even now, yeah. I don't really like. How do you do this? I don't. I know American history like very clearly. Like, I know what mm-hmm. it's about. But at the same time, I don't know what happened in American like 1920. You know, and everyone makes these jokes about mm-hmm. like, oh, 2020s, the Roaring Twenties. Yeah, the Roaring Twenties. Why were they so roaring? Yeah, post-war right. America. But like. Mm-hmm. When I, especially when I was a kid, I didn't fucking understand it. Like, 
Right, and, and... And you gotta assume, too, that this is always... Especially for, like, American children, we have a war, like, every 40 years. You know, like, a big one. Right. Or, I guess, yeah. 20 years, really. But, like... Yeah, mm-hmm. man. It's... I want to say, oh, yeah, these damn kids today. But at the same time, like, shit, man, you can't. Like... Well, and... and but I guess, also, I, even now, you have... Now you know more than you could have, because the internet and so forth, mm-hmm. but... I don't, I don't Which, know. Like, That's kind of weird, I guess. That was going to be my next point, is, is that, like, is, is that now, I do think, however, like, all of that being said, and, I, and I'm still, like, sticking to that position, now, with, like, such readily available access to finding those answers. So, like, yeah, do you need, and, and that also kind of goes back to that whole kind of meme about like um sure i i like wrote memorized the pythagorean theorem which i use like never but why don't i know how to like do my taxes (laughs) so which sure so like yeah but like so so like the point now though the point now being is, is like it's much more important to like do that whole like learn how to learn learn how to find out things that you don't know learn how to be it like yeah which and 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 hand in hand with that is like the sort of like uh media literacy where it's like oh you have a question about this thing well how well then what are some steps in determining uh the legitimate sources or or like the good sources yeah then i oh man my freshman year of college taking speech fundamentals (laughs) yeah we had to give a a was this a persuasive speech? I think this was a persuasive speech, if I remember right. And this one uh, student got up. Um, as a 19-year-old college freshman, and he and, and and he was giving a persuasive speech on uh, why Gatorade was better than water to drink. <laughs> okay. Unironically. Oh no. Unironically. Uh, it's got and, what plants crave. Yeah, but it's got electrolytes. Um, <laughs> And like unironically giving this speech and unironically citing um, as his as his source because part of the speech re- re- requirement was like was like using research and then like in like citing your sources and all that right um, and uh, without like a shred of irony um, cited the Gatorade Sports Institute as his like oh no and this is and this is why Gatorade is good to drink because Gatorade says it's good to drink. Which like, okay, so that so that is a clear like, obviously, yeah, that's something clearly has gone wrong there, where it's like, okay, what what could possibly be bad about citing the thing that you're arguing for, like what like let's just kind of talk through this, <laughs> and so then yeah, like in those types of instances. Do, do do people every day does the average person every day need to understand like what electrolytes are and what they do yes. maybe not necessarily no yes like yes you should you should know how your body functions like yeah which which yeah like there should be some sort of baseline which is Again, like, theoretically what all these standardized tests are, are, like, getting at. Like, yeah, like, there should be some sort of baseline about, like, yeah, like, your metabolism and, like, what what your body needs 
in order to like function. Um, and for the more advanced kind of stuff, or the things that you don't use quite that often, then yeah, by all means, like it should be like, oh, okay, well then, what's what are the best practices on finding those bits of information, and not yeah. just necessarily going down like a Google search rabbit hole into like weird uh, like dot biz URLs. <laughs> so I think what you're trying to say, Josh, is like if if you want to be a wizard you got to learn how to learn yeah which which like you need to learn just kind of basic stuff like you need to learn the actual like contents but then you yeah. also need to learn the the like methods the practices you the need procedures. to know the words but you yeah. also need to know what the words mean yeah right yeah. right 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 yeah I which like th that that also kind of makes me like I think I, I, th I think a kind of similar thing um, is uh, uh, this thing called the. Well, actually, now that I think about it, this isn't quite all that related. Nah, fuck it, lay it on me. I want to know. Um, just, just tell me. This is our yeah, secret but, time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's there's this thing called the Peter Principle. Okay. Where it's where it's like uh, a person working at a job will like over time develop a certain amount of proficiency and so then he gets a promotion to a new job with different skills right and then after a certain time uh develops a proficiency in, in that position and then gets promoted up again and then maybe like x amount number of times until this person is at a position where they can't develop a proficiency and so that's where they stay and so, like, the Peter principle is that, like, you will get promoted up until a point where you're non-proficient. And so that's why it's like, ah, oh, my boss is shitty. Yeah. Or the senior lead on this is shitty. Because they don't have the... They, they have more skills, quote-unquote. They have more skills than their previous position, but not right. sufficient skills at their current one. Yeah. And so it's like, ideally, everybody would, like, go on that track until they hit their ceiling and then they like move back a step but maybe like still keep like the pay and the perks and all that because it, that's important too yeah you kind of rank up to your ability and go from there yeah and and also like having a certain humility i guess to be like okay i'm i'm way out of my element here i'm struggling i thought i could do this leadership thing or this management thing or this whatever um but i'm struggling and so, like, I need to be humble enough to be like, okay, I'm I'm not doing good work here. And so then I got to, like, go back down to my level. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, but I I think that's his – I think that's a – I think that's a good place. And I think that's a good point. And I mm, think maybe, yeah. Josh, you're a little – I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe I got to look a, a bit experimental in the magic tonight, but – no, true. Yeah, you know, maybe I'm still kind of feeling some lingering effects of. Uh, and that's fine, that buddy. It's thing. okay. And uh, you know, I didn't quite find the spell I was looking for, but you know, maybe right. next time I do this to you, I'll pick into your head and find it. But oh no, yeah, you're right, Mark. I I I, I think I still may be kind of like feeling some of the lingering of effects of uh, not only that that little bit of potion that you were e experimenting with, but. Um, but even yeah, that whole kind of like 
dream quest that I went on. I think yes. I may need to. It's probably it's probably best for us all if we yeah just just kind of knock off here. So it's good. It, no, you no, know, no, 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 no. That was a fun. It you mm -hmm. know we're a little after Halloween, well, but it was fun. And thank you for letting me kind of root around in your head. I'm I'm sorry, I got kind of weird. Yeah, I am. Well, and I and, won't and, and make a habit thing, of it. I can't say I well, won't do it again, but I can't promise yeah. you that I won't. But I can promise it won't be a habit. You know. Well, if anything, I'm I'm the one who kind of feels bad that you feel like you had to like, kind of do some subterfuge to to get this going. Because you know, man, like I'm always here to like help help us expand our knowledge. So yeah, anytime that that you have another uh, um, sort of mystical experience that uh, that that you need like an an avatar of sorts to go on. I I am your Huckleberry. So well, I appreciate that, buddy, but Yeah, man. If I do that, then that like takes away the ability for me to go, but Josh, I'll never give you the poison. Or I'll never give you the antidote. The antidote to what, Mark? The poison you just drank. <laughs> you know, well, so don't don't take away my ability to poison you, Josh. And you can poison well, me. I don't care. You know, yeah. one ill turn deserves another. And if it's for the pursuit of knowledge and wizardly conquests, then who could say nay against it, man? Yeah, then let's us both keep that in our back pockets. Here, so, here. Yeah. Next time no, no, you can you can spike my drink. How about that? Yeah. No harm, no foul. No, no harm, harm, no foul. No foul. All right. Well, 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 no. Like this is this has still been a really nice instance of yeah, kind of like letting the loose robes a little bit and uh, yeah, and 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 then we'll pick it right back up and dive yeah. into some more uh, some more wizardly topics. Yeah. There we go. Indeed. Well, I am Josh, and I'm a wizard. And uh, I'm Mark, and I've been a wizard. Find us at uh, Two Wizards Podcast Gmail dot com at Two Wizards Pod C One at Twitter, and Two Wizards Podcast on Instagram. We're trying to get better at posting. And uh, yeah. if you like what we say, like what we do, let us know. If you don't like us, let me know, and uh, that's fine too. And, uh, Indeed. Oh well. Well, and and also, uh, yeah. Just like this is a new habit that I'm that I'll have to start uh, working on. You can oh, also yeah. find me. You, you can also find me now at Plaid Barbarian on Twitter. Plaid Barbarian, and I am at Marky Stardust on Twitter and Great Greek Buffalo on Instagram. Check me out. There I don't we go. post ever because <laughs> I don't know how it works. Yeah, it's still yeah, yeah it's still a little weird, but anyway. it's a weird dark magic for me. Indeed, indeed. All right. Indeed. Thank you, everybody. Take care. He rolled upon his back. And after that, I killed them all! Ah! Ah! Ah!